everybody welcome to another edition of big trouble little podcast technical difficulties edition episode 104 i'm joe dubs i'm andy i'm zach and we are here for another episode oh my god we keep on growing with episodes but anyway we are going to be talking about the movie The Hunt for Red October, starring Sean Connery and Alec Baldwin. But before we get into that, guys, what have you been watching or playing? Starting with Andy. Uh, I, the same stuff as last week. I don't really have anything new to add. Um, blinking away at a Final Fantasy VII remake, mostly. Um, I'm like i'm i i love that game and i think i love it too much because i'm like playing through it slower than i think i'm supposed to i keep like goofing off and stuff right now i I got to a point where the game straight up gives you a message that says hey when you go to the next chapter that's it so if you want to if you want to fuck around in this part of the game this is your last chance so now i'm fucking around in this part of the game uh still playing a ton of animal crossing uh i got real angry because last night i sold all my turnips for 210 or something like that this morning they were 610 i was like god damn it i left (laughs) all that all those bells sitting on the table um and uh uh, almost done with clone wars like i said i uh i was trucking right away on it but final fantasy has kind of been taking up all my time so i'm halfway through the last season like the story in the middle of the last season i i'm kind of bored by i need to i need to get through it and get to the end because everyone says the end of the last season is just mind-blowing and apparently it like almost redeems some of the shitty decisions they made in uh revenge of the sith like it shows you some behind the scenes stuff that makes it make sense so i'm kind of anxious to see oh what all these people on facebook are talking about mm-hmm. cool uh by the way i kind of want to just be full disclosure right here um are we doing Star Wars next week? Oh God, is it the end of the month already? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm ready. I wanted to watch more of the movies, but yeah, I mean, I have an opinion about Star Wars. That's for goddamn sure. Okay. Um, what Star Wars games do we have that we could play while we're? Oh, so oh, I have I have so many. Um, Clone Wars. Republic Commando, uh, Super Star Wars, Super Empire, Super Jedi, um, uh, Jedi Power Battles, uh, Episode One Racer, um, the Jedi Outcast. Uh, I don't think I have Jedi Academy yet. I did order it from Limited Run Games. Um, oh my god, I own so many Star Wars games. Uh, Rogue Squadron, Rogue Squadron Two, Rogue Squadron Three. So many Star Wars games. That's not even that's not even half of them. I guarantee it. Just like I said, uh, technical difficulties. My fucking thing is not working. Yeah, just dropped the black. It looked like you were loading into a game. Is it the PlayStation's fault or is it the Elgato's fault? I have no fucking idea. It's it, no, the PlayStation is still going. Oh. Uh... Anyway, Zach, let's move on to you while I try to fix this. Um. I have been watching more uh dark more of Dark Side of the Ring, those uh documentaries. Um What is it up to now? Uh this was the last one for the season that just came out. It was the uh the Owen Hart one. Oh. Um, it was pretty pretty good. Um and I, I watched a couple other ones that I just I missed. Uh like the one for Bruiser Brody, like when when he got murdered in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Dino Bravo, who got assassinated in his home by the Quebec Mafia. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, well, he was involved in cigarette smuggling, which was a big thing in Canada, hmm. especially in, like, uh, Quebec. And um, uh, yeah, he got involved in that after his wrestling career kind of just stopped. And uh, they killed him. I guess because he was hanging on to shit. He had like, he supposedly he botched like a four hundred thousand dollar fucking sale or something. Uh, which is you know you gotta think in nineteen ninety three that's a lot of fucking money. No kidding. Yeah, it's still a lot of money now. Uh, and he had like a hundred thousand dollars more worth of shit on top of that or whatever, and they killed him. Rude bastards. Yeah. Uh, I've always wanted to hear more about the Bruiser Brody thing. Maybe I should just watch that. You should. It's good. It's really good, especially because uh, uh, one one other guy, uh, Tony Atlas, is like the he was there the whole time when it was happening, and he was with Brody. Hmm. And like he's, it's like that shit was like burned into his brain, like everything that happened there, because like the way he tells it, it's like he still remembers every single detail. It's it's really interesting. Hmm. Um, I've been watching. I've been chipping away at the new Plinket star trek picard review <laughs> oh yeah i watched that too i can i wanted to bring that up I, as soon as i saw that i was like i it's just a plague review i don't care what it's about i'm like yes i'm ready and it was it was picard and i'm like i've watched mike and rich talk about picard here and there even though i didn't watch the show or anything and uh yeah. star trek discovery it pretty much made me decide like i was gonna watch it just to like kind of be part of the conversation or like i really i like I love Next Generation, and I like Star Trek, so I was like, oh, maybe maybe I actually will like it. But after watching that review, I'm just kind of like, you know, maybe I'm good. I don't think I'm going to watch it, which is a shame because, you know, I've seen all the Star Trek movies. I've seen all the Star Wars movies. So all the Plinkett reviews, I was always like, I understood. I, I'd even seen Baby's Day Out when I was a kid, but I'd never seen a, a Ghost Dog or – I think that was the only one. I'd never seen Ghost <laughs> yeah, Dog. Yeah, Ghost Dog like, was cop, the cop only Dog. Cop, cop Dog? Yeah. Cop dog. Cop dog. It's a dog. But uh, I, uh, what other? Oh, Titanic, Ghostbusters. Those are all movies I had seen. So when I yeah. saw the Plinkett reviews, I had like a frame of reference. So part of me was like, should I try to watch Plink or try to watch Plinkett? Try to watch Picard before I watch this review. And I was like, nah, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I gotta watch it. And uh, yeah, I don't feel like I need to watch it. And it's not because it spoiled it. It was because it did such an eloquent job of explaining what's wrong with it. Like, what's wrong with the Star Wars pre prequels is still like it's it's gobbed in there with like some stuff i kind of like and some nostalgia and like they did some stuff right and it's still got a great soundtrack and it's fun to look at but man there's so much stuff about the picard that just seems like insultingly bad and uh did you say you haven't finished it yet no not yet like i'm i kind of been slowly working my way through it man the end he does like a real passionate like this this is star trek kind of thing Man, it made me want to watch Star Trek so bad. Like, I, I can't, like, I'm, I'm hoping when you watch it, you're like, you know, maybe I will watch some more Next Generation, because goddammit, Next Generation's great. The the boat I'm in right now is, like, I, I want to watch good things. I'm not going to waste my time on on things that's bad. Yeah. I mean, Next Generation's good, man. That's where it's at. Yeah. Um, playing, just, I've been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake when I can. And, uh played anything old last week i don't think so not really mostly just that 
that's uh, it. That's me. So I've been uh, watching The Outer Limits, the old 90s one. Um, it, Dude, I need to clap for uh, Outer Limits in the 90s. They tried. Yeah. Uh, I after Twilight Zone and all that stuff. I mean, Outer Limits they had their stuff in the, uh, you know, the sixties and I think part of seventies, maybe a little bit. The Twilight Zone. Yeah. Yes, I want to say yes. Okay. Um, I don't know what this is, but anyway. Um, yeah. So after like Twilight Zone, like. You need we, to unro- unlock some operators, boy. I have it on PC. Uh, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> but the, I was watching one episode where everybody had like these uh, brain chips. Pretty much, for example, like a smartphone that was like hooked up to their brain. So like whenever they needed information, like for example, do rocket. Uh, you know, how to build a rocket, boom. They have, like, the sch- schematics in their head and all that shit. And like the Matrix. And, and then there was one, and I'm using quotations, me- mentally challenged person who didn't have the chip, so he had to learn everything by reading books and stuff. Uh, but anyway, the, the chip was, like, um, controlled by this network called the Stream. And the Stream became self-aware like a fucking Skynet, and it's like, I want to know. He wanted to quantify everything. So he used all the humans' brains to, like, how many hairs are on a body? How much grain of sand is on a beach? And they, like, overload the uh, the human. Hmm. So pretty much, I don't want to give the, the ending away, but it was, like, really, really fucking cool. And then there was one episode where, like, this music, like, change people's skin and the reason why that's happening is because the sun is like moving closer to the earth and shit so i i've been on an outer limits kick uh been playing sea of thieves with bored and drunk having a good time uh having problems with my elgato apparently and this thing i just got this thing in december so i hope it's not shitting out on me mm. like it's stupid and um I've been watching some AEW wrestling on Wednesday where they had the stadium stampede match. And that's, uh, <laughs> they all fought in like an empty fucking stadium and stuff. It was weird. But other than that, that's all I've been doing. And now I'm playing uh, Rainbow Six Siege and probably going to lose a lot. Yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, right. I'm anxious to talk about the movie. So, um, the the connection between the game and the movie it seems obvious at first because they're both Tom Clancy stories, mm-hmm. right? But uh, just in case anyone was unaware, this is kind of an interesting. It's not even interesting. It's just something as an aside. The Tom uh, the Tom Clancy games, all the Ubisoft stuff, is just way off the rails as far as like it, the actual stuff he wrote at this point, and that's fine. <laughs> Um, uh, the new the new Rainbow Six games have as much to do with Tom Clancy as the new Madden games have to do with John Madden. So it's kind of the same principle at this point. Uh, Tom Clancy did write the original Rainbow Six novel in 93, I think. 
and it does take place in the the Jack Ryan universe, like the character who's in it, John. Can't remember the original Rainbow Six guy, John something, but he's a character in a, a Jack Ryan novel, and then he kind of gets spun off into his own thing. So technically, in a weird convoluted way, Rainbow Six Siege does take place in the same continuous universe as hunt for red october but it also doesn't at the same time (laughs) (laughs) um i kind of want to touch on jack ryan so far so jack ryan he's a doctor i always thought he was like a operative well he has a doctorate they call him a doctor because he has a doctorate but i don't think now some of the movies mess with the background and i, I haven't read a lot of the novels either I, i've read one and a half of them i think <laughs> so you know uh, and i was young too so i don't even remember him now but uh i think he has a doctorate in something like he does research and um uh consultation and um stuff like that for the CIA or the, the the DOD or whatever, I think. The DOJ. Yeah, by the yeah. way, there's been like multiple people who play Jack Ryan. You have Alec Baldwin, you have fucking mm-hmm. Harrison Ford. Yeah. Uh, you have the guy from uh, The Office, Jim, playing Jack Ryan. And then uh, I keep on forgetting the guy's name, but the guy in the uh, new Star Trek movie who played Captain Kirk, he was a Jack Ryan as well. So... Oh yeah. So it's like weird. <laughs> like how many times Jack Ryan like gets rewritten or like retold and stuff. I kind of like that because uh, everyone else is. There's a lot of series that are like slaves to. Oh well, well we can never do an Indiana Jones without Harrison Ford, and I'm not saying they should, but it's kind of a shame because I'd like to see more uh, Indiana Jones adventures and maybe like him as a younger guy. That'd be sweet, but we won't. But with Jack Ryan. Uh, it, it's uh, all bets are off. Anyone can play Jack Ryan. Who the fuck cares? I agree. Um, <laughs> one thing I want to bring up the fuck. Why can't I play this game? There we go. I suck at this game, guys. I'm sorry. Mm. I thought we were going to play as a group, but I, I miscommunicated. It's my fault. Um, so the Russians, I, I love the transition of them talking in Russian and then all of a sudden like the zoom in and like zoom out and they started, you know, speaking English and stuff. That's one of this movie's most famous scenes, I think. Um, yeah, I've, people I've bring that up all the time. Yeah. Well, that was cool. <laughs> it, it's, it's like, it, it really is brilliant because everyone, there's surprisingly yeah i'm sure a lot of dumb people tried to watch this movie but surprisingly i've never met someone who was like yeah i was confused i didn't get it like everyone just like gets it they did a really good job of making it clear okay we're switching to english because the subtitle stuff's getting old mm-hmm. and it's, sean, he does it like in the middle of like quoting the bible it just it's cool it's cool sean connery didn't want to learn a bunch of russian <laughs> he, he literally had like three russian lines i believe he had a few more before that so my thing is, Tim Curry's in it, by the way, which is really fucking yeah. cool. Um, He's a doctor. There were some people that looked Russian, but like, like Sean Connery's like all this Scottish persons there. Like, yeah, it's like not even close. Yeah, like there's like uh, who is it? The guy that was in the reactor. 
he he looked Russian. Uh, the one that was going against uh, Sean Connery's character in uh, the little officer's dinner. Remember when he's like, why are we doing this? It's stupid. Hmm. He looked Russian. And obviously, the, you know, the second command person on Sean Connery's uh, submarine was, uh, he looked a little uh, Russian to me. You mean Sam Neill, a guy from New Zealand? Yeah. <laughs> he looked a little Russian. A little bit. What? What? How do you look Russian? Uh, I was about to ask that because Russians are, I mean, there are Russians that look Asian. There are Russians that look European. There are Russians that look Inuit. They're, they're all over the place. I guess typical 80s, how Russians look in movies and shit. Big square head. That's, yeah. that's what you want, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Russians look very diverse. Not as diverse as, say, Americans, I guess, but the like geographically speaking, Russia encompasses all kinds of different ethnic minorities. So, mm-hmm. uh, would you guys think of the plot of this movie? I uh, it's awesome. Yeah, I like it. I like that Sean Connery's character is like, "Well, fuck this communist bullshit. This thing is gonna like destroy the fucking world. Uh, let me go defect and give him this like <laughs> this fucking weapon." By the way. He like gives I sort of uh I never thought about it before when I was watching this movie. I saw this movie a lot since it came out, obviously, but I never thought about it. I wish they would have kept the suspense open a little bit more about what his true intentions were. Because they leave it open for like just a couple scenes. It's just you know, you know Ramius is doing something. Cause you know, he kills the uh the political officer and some other stuff and it even shows the guy like reading the letter he sent him and then like freaking out and there's the all the the american the joint chiefs and stuff first talking and they don't straight up say he's defecting until i mean shortly thereafter but at first it looks like his intention is to like get as close to the united states as he can and launch a bunch of icbms starting the third world war and that, that's even what they think. Oh, my God, they've got a madman on their hands. And I wish they would have, like, toyed with that tension, like, till the end of the first act or something. Because that, that would have been really interesting. And then there's, like, a revelation that, oh, he's trying to defect. He's not crazy at all. But it is also cool that in the meeting he goes, oh, that son of a bitch. And then they're like, do you have something to add, you weirdo? And Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but like, I mean, the movie's already extremely great. So who am I to like, oh, they should have done this. But I, I like the idea that they, they don't know what he's trying to do. And like, maybe they get in on, oh, we're going to hunt this guy down at first. It, it, it could have been, it could have been even more um, suspenseful that way, but it's still a great movie. So whatever. What do you think of Alec Baldwin as Jack Ryan in this movie? He's really good. He's a, uh, I don't know who I don't know who my favorite Jack Ryan is. I have no idea. It's either him or I don't know, maybe Harrison Ford. I haven't seen those Harrison Ford movies. I just know that uh those exist. So mm. they're good. How do I get I'm in neutral. here? Oh. I have nothing to base this off of, so he's just he's Jack Ryan in this movie to me. That's I it. did not see that new one, Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit and um The but, TV uh, show. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen the TV show, obviously. And uh, some of all fears, that movie is kind of, eh, it's okay, it's not the best. 
But otherwise, the other the other three or four, however many there are, they're all really good. Oh wait, Ben Affleck was fucking Jack Ryan as well. Yeah, and some of all fears. Oh my god, how many? That's a lot of fucking Jack Ryan. That's too much. Yeah. Why isn't like Jack? Like obviously, me, you, and Zach are gonna know about Tom Clancy and stuff. But it seems like they're trying to make like Jack Ryan like the the American James Bond. Am I like reading that wrong or right? I feel like they kind of like had that intention once or twice. I, I don't know that it ever really took off, except maybe now because there's like a TV show and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you could already kind of compare him because, you know, James Bond is popular because Ian Fleming wrote a series of novels and they were all really popular. Uh, Jack Ryan is popular because Tom Clancy wrote a series of novels and they were all really popular. But not all of his novels are about Jack Ryan. They're all over the place, so. Yeah, and he's still i mean he's not like a suave secret agent guy he's i mean i from what i understand from what i've been told in some of the books he's like just a straight up dork in a way it's still like some of it's like larger than life he gets real lucky he does some cool stuff but at the end of the day he's still kind of like an analyst who kind of like gets thrown into these situations and as the books go by he he gets more experience and stuff but mm-hmm. that's what he came off that way again this movie kind of i felt like yeah they did a lot better job of like he doesn't like to fly like he's scared of turbulence and uh and, like little things like that and then at the end he was asleep yep after <laughs> after what he's been through turbulence is nothing uh james Earl jones amazing as like the cia director i love the part and i know we jump ar- around a lot but the part where uh you know the when they're tailing the submarine and we have to make it they have to make it look like they blew up the submarine. He's like, hey, you didn't see anything. <laughs> you heard that torpedo impact on the submarine's hull, and I was never here. Mm-hmm. That was fucking amazing. James Earl Jones still kicking it, huh? Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. yeah. He's still alive. I was like I, when I when I saw like the cast credits like in the beginning of the movie i was like i know sean connor's in this i know oddball was in this and it's like james Earl Jones. I'm like, well, okay oh have it's you like, never seen this before no this is the first time i've seen this movie oh that's really cool well would it, it, what, what it, yeah huh? i mean sam neill's in it um when everything's flashing yellow in the sub i kept thinking about well, you know what my favorite color is yellow this is that's, that's <laughs> i thought about that several times though um well, what did you think about the movie? Seeing it for the first time, did it? Did you do you have any thoughts about the? Oh, it's all twisty. It's a, it's a suspense spy movie. Or do you think it's part of an action movie? Um, it's, it's kind of hard to describe. I think a little. It's like suspense ish, and it is like, I don't know. Honestly, it's weird. It's almost like part po- weird political thriller military suspense stuff hmm. i i don't really know what you categorize it as other than just thriller yeah <laughs> um like i i didn't really have that many impressions to go off of i never read the book either i nah. just knew this is about submarine shit uh and i didn't know if it was uh-uh. people thought it was good or it was boring or anything I, I went in like literally blind, pretty much. Oh well, that that's thrilling because this movie has a reputation for being very good. I think it's considered the best Jack Ryan movie, as far as I know. 
Well, this movie. I, I really liked it. Uh, honestly, after having gotten done watching it. Well, this movie is in 1990, correct? Yeah. That's what it, it was released in 1990. Doesn't the preamble say it takes place in 1984? Yeah, pretty much. So it's like the heightened Russian thing, like during the 80s and, uh, and during the whole Cold War, uh, you know, both sides were scared about launching a nuke because pretty much they're going to be sending nukes to each other, mad, mutually assured destruction and all that stuff. So like that politics was in there uh, where Sean Connery was like, you know, yeah, we might get the advantage for like what? Maybe hours, because if they're going to launch on Washington, D.C., you're going to have military bases in fucking California to start sending fucking missiles to Russia. So, I don't know. I, I, I saw his logic where, you know, they're, they're always trying to find uh, ways to see who could shoot first and who can get the advantage. And still, there's going to be losers. So, and plus, it's going to destroy the world <laughs> when the nukes are going off. What else? Um, oh, the doctor from Next Generation was like in the first scene, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of like actors in this movie that are, oh he is also in blank you know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, what was you guys? Uh, what do you guys think of the cinematography and Joe Cow's movie was shot and everything? I think it must have been really challenging to shoot because of how many like dark sets they had. Yeah, I, I thought so, especially when they were doing kind of the short bursts of action scenes towards the end. Mm-hmm. You know, did it remind you of anything, though? Um, At any point? Like, oh, this feels kind of like this, or this kind of looks like that. Not really. Nothing, nothing's jumping to mind. The, the action is cut together like, I don't know, I want to say die hard, because it's like, a quick shot of a guy with a gun, and then it's like bang, 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 and then that's that's the punch that they want the viewer to get. But I don't well, know. I'm not, I'm not I, sure what was, I'm being led to. I was watching this movie, and then I, like I kept feeling like it was giving me like similar feelings to like Die Hard and stuff, like visually, like the way the, the way the shots are and everything. And then yeah, some of the little action sequences and whatnot. And then I was like, I'm look up who directed this, and I, I didn't recognize the director. But it is the same director, John McTurnan. And he also did a bunch of other, like, kind of. He had, like, a string of hits. Like? He did Predator. Yeah. Okay. Die Hard. This movie. Uh, Last Action Hero. I mean, some people really like that movie. <laughs> it's considered bad, but, like, hey. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, but Die Hard with Budgets. Yeah. You know? Uh,. And then there's his career just kind of craps out around rollerball. <laughs> he had like a good run in the nineties though, it seemed like. But then I, I think so, I think subconsciously I must have known that because I said die hard. I, I dig a little further though, and I found the uh the uh, what's his deal? Cinematographer is also the same guy that worked on Die Hard. <laughs> oh, okay. He he did Die Hard, he did fucking Lethal Weapon 3. He, he's done, like, this movie. Pretty big movies. What about and then the, the soundtrack would get me, too. I'm like, what the fuck? It's Basil Polidorius, who did Conan, Robocop, this movie, 
Fuck yeah. I think I think he did uh, Red Dawn. Okay. Yeah, Red Dawn was him. Yeah, and I was like, God damn it! There's like a bunch of awesome people involved in making this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this movie had it all, man. It's a great movie. Oh, man. To to the point of the um, to the point of the uh, composer. One of my proudest moments as a movie watcher is I was watching um, Conan with some friends, and I said, "Man, I keep getting the." robocop theme stuck in my head and they were like what that's weird and i was like i'll bet you it's the same composer and they didn't think it was and then i looked it up and it was and i felt like a badass it is he's got that thing for uh i don't i don't know how to term it his orchestral style it's like you can tell it's him if you've heard it before i guess it's kind of like how you can tell it's john williams music yeah, he he he's kind of like John Williams, except with like more caffeine or something. I don't know. It's like yeah, get him. with with higher tea. Yeah, <laughs> I've been thinking about RoboCop a lot. I'm gonna have to watch it. They said he's gonna be in Mortal Kombat, and I just got the Fancy Pants Arrow Blu-ray edition. So yeah, uh, Peter Verhoeven's voicing him. So this I'm not Verhoeven, but goddamn it, Weller. That's the director. <laughs> I know. I got that. <laughs> Was that the Secretary of State or Secretary of Defense that was like talking to the ambassador in Russia? By the way, who was that? No, he was talking to the Russian ambassador in his office. Yeah. Well, I know, but is that the Secretary of State or Secretary of Defense? I kind of got the impression he was just like a senator or something. Okay. I, I don't know if that's true. Whenever people have that accent in movies, I'm like, oh, they're a senator. I don't know why. It's probably it's probably nonsense, but I swear every time they have that accent in a movie, it's like, oh, he's just a politician. He's 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 in the Senate. He's a he's a, southern, he's a Congress member. Southern politician, man. Right. That's he was a but, national security advisor. Okay, so national security advisor. Sure. I remember the the Russian ambassador calling him Mr. Pelt. That's that's his name. <laughs> Jeffrey Pelt. Excuse me. Well, I like. Uh... Every time he's like talking to the ambassador, he's like, "So you lost a submarine, huh?" So you lost another submarine. Then he just had like no response, and then it was just over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, it's like, oh, uh, this movie was like kind of funny. Like it knew its humor level. It's like don't don't ever go past like what what your actual humor level is, or you just get like groans. Oh, like when you know the Russians are uh, on the American ship, and they're like. He's fighting for us, and they're like cheering. Yeah, like they, they thought he was like beating them all and shit. Yeah. Oh man, they went outside and killed me. God damn it! I scared him out of the water. What else to talk about this film, guys? Um, trying to think what else seen that I was liking. Um, oh the fucking helicopter where the guy's like, I just threw up and shit, and he's like eating a Snickers. Like that was <laughs> like a Milky Way, and he's like, "You want it?" He's like, uh, he's like oh, "This is nothing. Shit. You should have been with us over the sea in Japan." Blah blah blah. He's talking about the pilot barfing his guts out all over the windshield or something. Mm-hmm. What about the uh, the uh, saboteur? Like, did you like that it was just like a nobody that was just part of the crew? Yeah, that makes perfect sense, and they set it up too because the political officer is like. There might be a KGB agent on this boat. I have no idea. They could have put several for all I know. And then it turns out, yeah, there is. There's one. Mm-hmm. I was so sad when, like, the second in command guy, like, fucking died. I was like, but he wanted to Same be. Man. Yeah, that sucks. I would have liked to see Montana. Oh, man, that part sucks. I, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want a pickup truck. 
was like, yeah, me too, buddy. Yeah, uh, that guy was going to live the American dream. He had it figured out. He was going to have many wives. You can drive state to state. No papers. No papers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I do have the only one negative part I have to say about this. And this is like the only bad, like, uh, camera thing they done was the the green screen with, you know, Sean Connery and Jack Ryan, uh, you know, the submarine through the the river. Where- yeah, that was. Their, they had they did like a day for night shot. It looks really bad in high definition. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wonder how it looked in theaters in the 90s. It couldn't have looked great. But something tells me when they pump that up to high definition and we watch, we watch it today, it's like, oh, my God, no. Holy shit. Then <laughs> <laughs> your VHS tape, it, you wouldn't even notice. It's, it's around here somewhere. <laughs> the blue team. Some of the, some of the CG, and it's kind of like, meh. But it's, oh, it's old. Yeah, it's. I mean, luckily, all they had to do was like torpedoes going through the water. They didn't have to get too CG intensive, and that really aided them. I think that was the only really like bizarre thing, in my opinion, in the movie, like visually or effect wise, was like, yeah, that day for night green screen in, you know, on on the fucking waterway in Maine or whatever. I'm like, ooh, looks kind of rough. the lighting, I feel like the lighting doesn't even match. Like the background to what's on their faces, I don't know. No, yeah, it doesn't. And that one, okay. that one Russian uh, submarine is like, I'm gonna get him and all that stuff. Like, uh, like his character was he just like, I need to get this fucking traitor. Is that that his like thing? I mean, he's doing his job. The whole Russian Navy's looking for him. <laughs> yeah, I think he was like you know friends with him or some shit he had trained him yeah he trained him and then like you know he was like ah you betrayed us all so he's got to fucking he's got to get him for the motherland you know Mm -hmm. and then he died and then he became like a supporting character in thor movies oh yeah that's right (laughs) he's that doctor dude that fucking like i don't know the character's name but he's like the doctor guy who's trying to figure out like he's the one that believed in all the norse mythology shit oh really that's him i didn't know that i didn't i didn't pick up on that he's just like you know 20 years younger (laughs) just goes to show everyone in this movie is that guy from blank (laughs) they all stemmed from this movie what else you guys want to bring up i guess I mean, I brought up my one thing that I thought was a little terrible was, was the green screen. What was one thing that you didn't like about it? Um, man. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard to discuss a movie like this because like we already said, yeah, it's good. And I don't know what else to say beyond that. Like, you, there's little nitpicky things. The CG didn't age that well. That last scene looks like trash. Um, some of the humor is a little, like, forced. A little bit, yeah. Some of the humor's good. But, I mean, there's there's a few times it's like, um, okay. Um, 
Uh, I mean, I can't think. I can't think of much. I'll tell you what. Uh, the movie's kind of samey color-wise, but they're on a submarine. I don't. I don't know how you can improve that. <laughs> like every, they're always either on a ship, an aircraft, or a submersible, and they're all black and gray. So well, no, they were different. They had like different lighting grades and shit like that. It's like yeah. the Red October looked super high techy. It looked almost like a goddamn spaceship. It was brand new. Yeah. <laughs> The fucking American sub, uh, the Dallas or whatever, it's mm-hmm. like, it was lit kind of normal. And then when they're like battle stations, it was like blue lights. Yeah. Cool. And then like the, the, the Russian sub, the bad guy sub, it, it was always like red lights with like some green in there. Like he was a Klingon ship or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. And then the little, the little tiny sub they were using to get on to the Red October and all that. It was just like, they had one 60 watt bulb in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Uh, yes, uh, uh, Chekhov's SDV. Yeah. <laughs> um, trying to think what else. I there's one thing I should have looked up that I just thought of the question. Now, did they ever try to make a sequel out of this? Well, sort of. I mean, there are other Jack Ryan movies and they are technically sequels to this. Now, I don't recall I don't believe that they referenced this movie in them. I uh I was going to wait until we wrapped up talking about it, but I was actually going to pitch, do you guys just want to watch Patriot Games now for the next episode? Well, don't we have a, well, you mean after the Star Wars episode? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, and I guess we'll find another uh Tom Clancy game to play. That we could all play. There's several of them, like Ghost Recon, uh, Hawks, uh, Splinter Cell, others. I was trying to think of a really bad one. End War. Any of the new Splinter Cell games? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I know I, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, it's so bad because like the, the uh, what they did in the game is like they would have like uh spotlights tell you where to go and all that stuff. Like, Click the X button. I'm like, damn, okay. And was, oh yeah, I remember that. I remember them showing it off. Like, look how cool this is. And everyone was like, uh, I, yeah, I, I guess this is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I think I was like, this is stupid. This is dumb as shit. I remember playing the original Silent Hill and being like blown the fuck or Silent Hill, the original Splinter Cell and being like blown the fuck away by the lighting of that game. Oh, dude, you go back to it now and it's just like, obviously it looks terrible compared to what we play today, but I still think it aged pretty well. The original one. Really? I really do. Like, uh, it's 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 got some like you know the jaggies. It's not exactly like the cleanest edges here and there, but it's still like that lighting system really like you got to play it on the right console now. You got to play it on Xbox. You got to yeah. play it with uh, high def cables. Xbox or PC. Yeah, or PC. There you go. That'll well, do it too. Wasn't um, it, wasn't it exclusive to Xbox? At, no, it's timed exclusive. I yeah, think. eventually they did put it out on like PS2 and I think GameCube the first I one. I think a GameCube. Yeah, I know it's on PS2. And it's like it works, but it doesn't look quite as good lighting wise. PS2 um, was like the worst version. I remember the second one was like okay, not great. And then I remember Chaos Theory like came back and was like also just killer. Chaos Theory had a co op that I'll remember for the rest of my life. So yeah, people still fucking talk about that. It's just like you play it with a buddy and you're wearing headsets, right? Because you're on Xbox Live way back on the original Xbox Live. Um, sp- uh, Spoiler for some news we can talk about. Someone's bringing back the original Xbox Live for the original Xbox with like 
a home proprietary server system. But anyway, like you both have your headsets on and you have to actually like speak quietly because the game would detect if you talked too loud and guards would hear you based on that. Yes. That's so fucking cool. Why don't games still do that? Probably because they know everyone would whine and bitch about it. I'm trying to be PewDiePie. I can't yell at my game. I gotta be a streamer. Gotta yell at, you know, thank you for the tip and all that stuff. And they're like, oh shit, they hear me. Uh, tip jar. <laughs> uh, go, go to manscaped.com. Get the lawnmower 3.0. <laughs> Uh, I want to take a moment real quick to talk about Raid Shadow Legends. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so we all recommend the uh, Hunter for Red October, correct? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I have to bitch about is why does everybody use this shitty fucking lame Walmart box art for it everywhere? Great fucking question. <laughs> it's, I've just noticed like, that. it's just two headshots and the title. It's like, oh, snore. That's not the poster. I mean, the poster is really simplistic, but it's really striking because it's just it's like, all red. Yeah. Sean Connery is looking really stern and it's like really red. Yeah. It's, like, it's just like, but I've noticed that a lot on these streaming services lately when we go to rent something or whatever to watch it. They use like this really shitty generic fucking stuff. It's like, why? You guys could have just like resized the damn poster. No, too much you went work. To, you just did work to make this shitty image. I would really like, I wish someone would like reveal the studies or the data or something because like, it, like you, you, you nailed it on the head when you say shitty, like Walmart box art, because there's so many, like once DVDs are, oh, who cares? This isn't a new release anymore. And it gets re-released and it's $10, $5, $4, $3 at Walmart. And it's like in the bin or it's on an end cap or who cares? They always have this real shitty, just actor actor sometimes or actor actress name of movie and it's just like the most boring snot i have ever seen but they all do it and is there like did they like focus test like people with extra chromosomes and they're like hey what makes you buy movies when you're at walmart and they're like well i like when i see sean connery and so they're like well i guess we're just gonna put just sean connery on the movie and they'll buy it apparently but I, I really want to know why. Why do they all have such ugly, boring, nothing art? And I've seen like like new movies uh, at Walmart have two different uh, covers, and one of them will be like dynamic. It'll look like uh, like like the movie poster. It's got like a bunch of stuff going on. Maybe there's some action. It's like well composed. It has a bunch of supporting characters and like the smaller. It looks like um who was that guy who painted all the sweet movie posters in the eighties. Oh, hell, I know who you're talking about. I can't yeah. remember the name right now. Like, that kind of stuff. And then they'll have another one that's, like, the dumb one. And they'll sit right next to each other on the shelf. And I think, why? Who who would buy the dumb one? But there's, it's got to be for someone. Who is it? And why? I want to know. I want to know so bad. I'd watch, like, a, I'd watch a 50-minute documentary about that. <laughs> Part of me wonders if some of that has to do with, like, uh, like rights shit. Like maybe they didn't secure the rights for that art. It ran out. It expired. Maybe. Mm, maybe. Like that. That artist, you know, got more popular compared to like 1989. <laughs> maybe like, oh, it, it just seems like a weird oversight for the movie studio to not just own that outright. It's true, but you know, hey, shit like that happens. Yeah, and it sure does. The other thing is like all those compilations. It's like Sean Penn movies. 
Yeah, and they always look terrible too. Arnold Schwarzenegger action movies. It's like, well, it's a compilation. It's like whatever. Either either they're smart and they just put all the box arts on the front, like Predator and The Running Man and fucking Conan and whatever else. (laughs) Pumping iron. (laughs) Why pumping iron? Why not? Why not? No, I, I, I always hated those two. Just to have the four smaller things. Like, they're such a great deal, but I almost am embarrassed to have them on the shelf. Yeah, it's like, I compilations are cool sometimes because, like, sometimes that's the only way you can get certain movies. Just because yeah. weird rights bullshit. And it's the only way I own Hell Comes to Frogtown in some stupid movies with wrestlers compilation <laughs> yeah it's the only way you can fucking own hammer films unless you like want to go find the vhs tapes oh uh, i thought i thought you knew there's a company in europe that keeps making blu-ray box sets of them now yeah uh i i know i i was gonna i think i bookmarked them and i was like i'm gonna go buy some more of this shit later i get, I, I get spoiled though as far as box art goes because if i'm buying the only movies i've bought for years and years have been criterion arrow and occasionally uh, shout factory and they all like put a lot of time and effort into their cover art yeah it's like they'll they'll do an original one that that can look really good mm-hmm. and then they'll include the original on a reversible side so it's not like yeah, if, if you're you get, boring yeah <laughs> if you get pissy i mean sometimes the original is just really iconic yeah yeah that's uh um the the robocop arrow has like the reversible and it is really iconic because it's just robocop standing there and you're like man robocop's a cool motherfucker <laughs> Uh, here's, a question. here's a question what movie poster could you own if it could be anyone like that even if it was like hard to get or something what would be your number one that you like the up? like an original yeah like that you put up on your wall okay. and you display it I've, I've been like shopping around because you've seen my tv room it has like a bunch of white space and i have a bunch of empty movie poster frames i've been trying to decide what's going to go in them and i'm trying to get like fancy art from like mondo or some shit like that but if I could have like an original, like this is what was in the theater when this movie came out, it would be um, either a Kurosawa movie, probably Seven Samurai, uh, one of the first James Bond movies, or like the very first run of um, Star Wars New Hope posters, which are like worth like a gajillion billion dollars now. If it was a Kurosawa movie, would it be a Japanese movie poster? Yeah, it would be all Japanese text and stuff. Yeah. What are you, Dubs? Uh, I mean, I already have Terminator 2 Judgment Day uh, poster. That, that's it? That was the one? Well, no, I have that. Uh, I do want a RoboCop movie poster. Yeah. And um, what else? I guess Predator. I, I'm big into like 80s uh, and 90s like movies and shit. So like every action that I could, every action movie that I could find, I'd put on my wall. Fucking, would... fucking Top Gun. There we go. That's one of them. There it is. Top. I had a, I have a Raiders of the Lost Ark poster. That's one of my favorite, most favorite movies ever. Um, I would also like to have an Empire Strikes Back. The original there's a uh it's the 40th anniversary of empire strikes back and today on facebook they revealed a special 40th edition poster that an artist did for them for empire strikes back and it looks phenomenal like i immediately found the artist 
and followed him on Facebook so that when he announces that you can buy a print of it, I'm going to get one because it looks great. Oh, I'll have to find that. Let's see what it looks like. The hell? Where is Ah, oh, right when I said, oh. where, where is everybody? I fucking die. Where is You just ate a bunch of 556 five, right in your face. <laughs> um, the pineapples. So I got some news to talk about. So Jeff Keighley uh, one day is like, oh, I got some great fucking news. It's going to be good news for PlayStation 5. So everybody thought like, oh, crap, maybe he's going to be revealing uh, how the system looks and everything. So he gets on his little YouTube or whatever stream he has. And <laughs> all the people from Unreal 5, uh, Unreal Engine 5 are on there. Yeah. And it was just an engine uh, that's going to get released. Like, not even when PlayStation 5 launches. It's, like, going to be, like, mid, uh, like, mid-first year and all that stuff. And well, I think the demo they showed was running off the hardware, right? Yeah, it looked phenomenal. Like, it looks pretty good, but just, like, it, t- today you're not going to wow people with, like, a tech demo or... Uh, or just like specs and talk about them. You gotta show the games. You gotta show all the shit. And every time, every week that goes by, and like Xbox still keeps on showing shit, and like Sony is just like so quiet about it, it makes you think like, are they worried? Or are they just being really smart and not just, or just waiting until June to release, you know, their load pretty much to the world? What do you guys think? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've already got my decision made, so I don't really fucking think about this shit or care that much. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did see a thing recently where they were talking about how apparently they have like some kind of new audio innovation. Um, they have like a three D audio chip apparently, which is like, okay, what's that mean exactly? Yeah, I mean, there's already surround sound. How much more three dimensional can they get? apparently more Mm. well i don't know what it's how it's supposed to be they just said this is gonna be a big deal we'll see well apparently the some designers are coming out saying that something is like unique i i didn't read the whole article but like they're saying uh the dual because they're calling it the dual sense or whatever and i'm like what does that even mean like your senses, I guess you got touch, so maybe there's going to be like a new rumble feature to it somehow. Can't be smell, that would be stupid. Why do I want to smell my controller? So, like, what else do you think that... Is it going to, like, hook up to my fucking brain? And, like, I could play with telekinesis or something? I think it's... I think you're probably looking too far into it. Probably. It's probably... It's like a- that's like back in the PS2. They're like this. Our processor is called the emotion engine. Because yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's a buzzword. It's an emotion engine. It's blast processing. It's cell processor. You remember that when the PlayStation 3 came out and they went shut the fuck up about it being a cell processor. And everyone was like, what does that mean exactly? And they're like, oh, it's a processor. It's quick. It's got seven cores. It's like, okay. It's, there's so many cores. There's virtual cores. Now it's all about uh, uh, was it fucking flops or whatever? Not flops. teraflops. Teraflops. There you go. It's about flops. It's about how much your your fucking console can flop. <laughs> Don't give a fuck about how much it can flop or how much it doesn't. Yeah. 
Um, bits now it's flops. I do. Uh, do, do younger gamers care about graphics and stuff? I the only reason I ask is because I don't anymore. I mean, obviously, like I play a ton of Switch games, and some of them look like trash, and I don't care; they're still fun. But uh, I'm talking about third party stuff now. But like, if a game is fun, I'll still play it. Like that's why I'm so into VR because VR only goes and on the PlayStation will go to 720. So whatever, I'm over it. And um, when Microsoft and Sony want to be like, well, this, well, that, well, Unreal Engine does this on our system, I just I my brain just turns off because I just do not care. But I will be the first to admit that back during the old bit wars, yeah, the bit wars, like I did kind of care like, oh, but you see the Genesis has it's stronger because of the, the have you heard those sound chips? Have you played Comic Zone, my man? And then, of course, 32 and 64 bit came along and it was a, a, always a compare. Oh, look at these PlayStation graphics. Oh, look at this. And and like when I was younger, that was important. So is that the reason this is still going on? Is it just the younger generation? Or are there people our age out there who are like, you know, blowing their load over unreal demonstrations that don't mean anything? I think there are people that are, that are our age that still do that. Yes. Yeah. And it's like really embarrassing and stupid. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't like... Anything that's pre like, look at this. It's this is gameplay footage. No, it's not. Don't fucking lie to me. No, it's not. Make a game and then show me gameplay footage from that. They're like, oh, this is in engine. Uh, what does that mean? That doesn't mean anything to me. I don't care. You might as well have just hire Blizzard to make a CG movie. I don't. It's the same same difference to me. That's show just, me something real. Show me gameplay. That's just like uh, with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, where you're just like gameplay and then they're like no nah, it's in game cutscenes and all that stuff and i'm like yeah trailers trailers all have to be movie theaters now they they think they're that well and uh, yeah you got to get me interested in the story too i'll give you that but you know you mm. can't do both can't show me gameplay i want to know what the gameplay is like i actually saw a trailer on um facebook earlier today from a game that xc is putting out and it looked like it was going to be like like a uh like a wipeout wave race kind of thing i was oh man that looks kind of cool but there wasn't any gameplay in the trailer so i googled it looks like trash it looks awful i was like well god damn it no wonder they would have put this gameplay in the trailer you know <laughs> caveat and poor i guess it's just i think my think... my thing oh, my thing is like with today's games and size and like optimization i feel like with the higher end of the consoles as far as like pro and xbox one x like, I like it because it's powerful that it's going to run the game at a good speed. Uh, I don't care about graphics. If the gameplay is good, I like it. Um, but if I, like, play, like, for example, Witcher 3 on a regular PlayStation 4, you're definitely going to tell the chugging that it's doing compared to, like, a Pro or an Xbox One X. That's that That gets me. Um, th and that's why I'm like excited about Series X because all the all the teraflops they keep on talking about and all the the power saying it's going to be like uh, something more times than what the Xbox One X is doing, and the Xbox One X is fucking amazing. So I don't know. It's all about it, it to me. I think it's not even about graphics anymore because like every game today 
if it's not uh even like indie games are looking like fucking awesome these days now uh but like it's all about frames per second like if your game doesn't run at fucking 100 and something frames per second then it's like trash i think that's what people care about sure i no i i, I get it and uh the right resolution and the right FPS is actually really important now. And I, I understand people like being big old goobers about certain technical aspects. Like I don't want a game to look like ass and be fun. I want it to be both. I want it to look great and be fun. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And a lot of people today, uh, and including me, um, which I need to like snap at up sometimes. It's like when they buy games now, it's like, I'm buying this game to stream it when people should be play, uh, buying games to play it. Yeah, totally. And and what I mean by that, like some people, well, I am playing while I'm streaming. You're not dedicating your attention span to the game at all. Your attention That's is true. looking at the chat and then playing and sucking while you're playing. Like I am doing right now in Rainbow Six Siege. Looks <laughs> like you're getting a little lag or something. Or maybe that's just... The Elgato. It's the Elgato fucking okay. up. I'm about to hit it with a hammer. <laughs> but, uh... <Just> alternatives. <laughs> Aver Media, are you out there? Do you want to sponsor us? I'll take one, too, please. Yeah, fucking Elgato. <laughs> um, yeah, not a lot of shit is happening like usual because the coronavirus is like... Uh, I know that more cons are getting canceled and shit. That's, yeah. that's another thing. I think, uh... Is it the one con that you guys go to got canceled or is going to be canceled? Uh, that's the rumor, but it's not official. It's not until January, so. Are you talking about MAGFest? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. Well, the the Huntington Comic Con, they're still kind of acting like they're going to do something. Good. It's in August. So maybe it's, maybe it's possible. Get them comics, brother. Yeah, I... Like, part of me it wants to be like, yes, awesome, I'm going to have stuff to do. But the other half of me, and I know this this is this is by far the minority part of me, but the other half of me is like, well, I don't actually want to get anything until there's a vaccine. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I get it, though. Can we talk about that for a sec? What is a, a vaccine actually going to be like? Probably like I've been hearing two years. I've been hearing a year. Like I've been hearing uh, estimates that are all over the place, which tells me they don't fucking know. Yeah, and that's scary. <laughs> I always see stuff like uh, researchers at this place are close to a vaccine, and then I see stuff like uh, professionals say that vaccines won't be available for another two years. So, I mean, fuck you. When there's <laughs> one, tell me. Yeah, I'm stupid. I don't know. I'm gonna be like real with you guys. Like, there are times where I'm just like, and this is not me going, it's a hoax, guys, it's a hoax. But like, I feel like certain uh, politicians are either over reporting or under reporting, and I don't know who to fucking trust. And it's like pissing yeah. me off. I mean, they do that with everything, I guess. You gotta, you gotta read between the lines. You gotta educate yourself, and you gotta find the right expert to listen to. And even then, they're wrong sometimes. So I don't know what, what you can do. Just get through life as delicately and uh, safely as you can. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm hearing, uh, uh, Andy. I know you're big into sports and stuff. Like, 
baseball might be happening, I think, like, late June, early July, and they're going to do, like, this whole empty arena stuff. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. They, they want to do... They want to organize the, the the cactus and the um, whatever leagues, and they want to do this no one in the stadium kind of thing. And fine, I mean, I'd probably watch. I'd still watch some baseball, but man, it's not going to be the same. And if they were like, "Fuck it, we'll just start over next year," I, I think I'd get behind that a lot better. Uh, half a season isn't a season, man. Well, it, things like NBA and hockey and stuff, like, they were near the end of their season. Yeah, no, that really sucks. Like, that would be frustrating. At least baseball got, like, some foresight. But, yeah, I, I don't know what that kind of blue balls would feel like. Yeah, there's a lot of talk that they are going to, like, we call it, uh, do kind of like a a tournament kind of thing. To, a play, playoffs are a tournament, but they're going to make it bigger. So that other teams could be in it, and mm-hmm. and have like a Stanley Cup that way. I don't know how I'd feel about that. But then again, my Rangers are just on the outside of making the playoffs, so that might be a good thing for the Rangers. And if they win the cup, fuck yeah. <laughs> but it, they'll probably be like uh, coronavirus, you know, asterisk and all that shit, and that's gonna piss me off if people, you know, bring that up if we win. But uh, it won't be it won't be like a full legit season. It'll have to be an asterisk of some kind in, in every instance. You guys seen this thing where um I think this is right. A bunch of uh NASCAR drivers specifically are like just playing online together. Like yeah, they're, they're playing like, like some kind of simulator. Yeah, like the simulator thing. Like, yeah, that's kind of that's that's cute. I get it. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> they're still getting mad. They're be they're hurling racist insults at yeah, each other. Yeah, apparently, apparently one of them said the old N word. So you know you can't do that, buddy. <laughs> I watched the clip of that, and he was he said it. And then somebody's like, uh, "Dude, you're live." that just gives those uh i mean it's a bad word but still like now people are just gonna eat that shit up and like cancel culture and all that stuff then again rednecks don't really care it's their fucking sport what are they gonna do about it maybe sponsors that's that's the that's the perception that nascar is trying to like get rid of they they want they want everyone to be into NASCAR, not just rednecks. So they were like, no, bad. You can't do that. I, I don't know. I didn't follow the story closely. It's just, there, is know, a, there, there is a black guy NASCAR driver now. A there never was NASCAR before. NASCAR. I'm just, I'm saying that because it's, it's the like, way you said it. <laughs> it's, there never was one before, as far as I could know, you know, knew. Huh. And this is the first guy. His name's Bubba Wallace. Hmm. All right. Well, and good for him. It's like, I don't, I don't it became a big. Oh, why'd you say that? We we have we have one here, man. Like, why are you saying this shit? <laughs> like, uh, it, was, it made it awkward. There was a uh, one Twitch guy. Um, this is when all the fucking gamers went like nuts and shit. Uh, he was streaming him racing and all that stuff in a tournament, and he lost or he got like thrown off the road and stuff. And he's like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I hate this shit. It's only a fucking game. I'm a, I'm going to go get a beer. And he like, <laughs> he like left and P- and like all the gamers that like all the competitive gamers that like got insulted, insulted by the, his comment. I'm like, technically, yeah, it's just a game. It's literally just a game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking stop whining. But, uh, shit sometimes goes too far. Yeah. <laughs> 
Other than that, guys, are you, you guys want to end this uh, technical difficulty uh, stream? And do we, rec- do we recommend this movie? We never did that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we did. We all did. I don't think you answered, Dak. I think me and Andy uh, answered, and then uh, you probably didn't answer. I must have zoned out. <laughs> I, I recommend it. Guys, if you want to watch or listen to more Big Trouble Little Podcasts, make sure you go to nobnetwork.podbean.com. Or if you want to watch gameplay, sometimes with video, sometimes with sound, on the twitch.tv slash joedub35. Uh, Last time we talked about it, uh, Andy, you said you were going to stream some games. Have you been streaming games? A little. Um, I don't like have a schedule or anything that I would like to advertise. It's really just been like, oh, I feel like playing Final Fantasy. I guess I'll stream that. Um, after I finish Final Fantasy, I do want to try to hammer down like this night every week. I'm going to play. It'll start out a snatcher and then it'll be other things. I just don't know when it'll be yet. I, I gotta, I gotta figure that out. And they can catch you where? The cliche uh, Twitch TV slash the cliche mustache. And Zach, you said you were gonna create a separate channel for streaming. Have you done that yet? No, I'm gonna do that. I think before this weekend's over. Okay. Um, a long weekend coming up, everyone. Time to get some gaming done. Watch the movies. Well, this weekend I'm going to my parents' house. Uh. What? Next week, I'm going to be streaming a lot of Resident Evil 6, so prepare for me to get angry. Uh, Not angry, but, like, mad at times, and, like, Vigo, whoa, what the hell is going on here, and all that stuff. So keep an eye out for those streams, if my Elgato still works, and I don't break it in half. I do have it on PC. I'll play Resident Evil 6 on PC if I have to. Um... What else? Me and Zach have a wrestling podcast where we just reviewed Money in the Bank. Was the building, <laughs> the corporation building match good or not? Go listen to it. It's up there right now. Uh, and also, just like how I said Resident Evil 6, me and Zach are going to be uh, talking about uh, Resident well, well, we're going to do the books first, correct? Yeah, we're going to do a... Uh, cast about the book stuff mm-hmm. before we do Resident Evil 6. Yes, so keep an eye out for the Nemesis Project, uh, which usually we do it on Thursdays, but uh, Zach had some shit to do on Tuesday, so we moved Big Trouble to Thursday this week. So, guys, I think we're going to end it here, and uh, I need to go fix this Elgato. See you guys later. Thanks for listening.